0: It's me, Ned Natter, here with the Ned Natter Show, and I hope I'll get to brighten your day. I'm here nattering, and I'm sure you know what that is. It's like chattering, and I love to gossip after a long day of taking care of things here on the farm. (laughs) It's great to be with you again. Thank you so much for your encouraging comments and messages. Today, I want to natter on about dating. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be a real farming subject, but it affects us farmers too, you know. We lovely neighbour Alice, you know my vegan friend across the way, tried using an online dating service about a year ago, between our regular relationships, she said. And she reckons it was quite an experience. Only, not a good one, and for the same reasons I soon discovered. <laughs> After taking a quick look at some of the sites out there, I reckon there were mainly about 2 million men chasing around 2 dozen women. Not good odds, eh? <laughs> And all kinds of men too, including a rather ugly looking Flasher's gallery. Oh dear. I don't know why the online version of Dayton seems to give guys permission to show everything. But they do. So. Well, Alice even held up a little finger to me and told me it's mostly what they ain't got. Well, I'm not getting into that. I'm not a pretty sight. She calls it a sausage gallery. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, have you ever heard of anyone going to a bar? Pulling it out to show the perspective females there are drinking away in the place? <laughs> Surely there's no excuse for it. It's an arrestable offence, too, isn't it? But online, it's an anomaly, particularly more so when you consider those recent data breaches out there. You know, suddenly Dick, Johnson, Willie, Winky, John Thomas, and friends have become famous overnight, didn't <laughs> they? Of course, in the corporate world, They have another word for it, don't they? That's right, a low man on the totem pole. (laughs) It's Ned Nutter here with the Ned Nutter Show. When I'm not here, you can find me on my website, nednutter.com. I can just imagine a of red face out there, can't you? And hungry divorce lawyers all ready to go. So let's take a look at some of the profiles our Alice randomly picked out for me. The first one is titled, Lonely Family in Need. Right, here goes, I'm mostly a single farmer with plenty of experience under me belt, below actually. I'm looking for a new lady to keep me tidy around the farm. All applicants must be over 40, round the bottom that is. <laughs> Age don't matter so much at my time of life. I enjoy reading chickens weekly, learning more about artificial insemination and taking long walks in the town and give me rubber boots a rest. So come on now, let's meet up somewhere nice, well, at least upwind of the farm, and I'll whisk you away with me tractor to someplace nice. P.S. I've already got a full set of tools on me farm, so I'm not looking for another row. Fork or shovel either. Oh dear, I just realised I messed up without that one. Uh, That's one I wrote for myself. Sorry, my lovelies. Well, I can wish, can I? After all, being unfaithful is okay, providing you have the faith in not getting caught. See, here's the wife. Can't get close to her anymore? You know, I can't even reach round her. <laughs> Awkward is a bleeding understatement. Added to that, she's the only woman I know with stretch marks on her tongue. So, I can understand why some folks are looking elsewhere, eh? I wish she only knew more about personal hygiene too, I mean, I've, I've got no choice being on the farm. I got used to washing often, you know, even me neighbours question why I shower four times a day. I often wonder if Elsie don't know about soap and water, you know, I wonder if I'll have to get one of me farm hands to muck her out one day soon, eh? <laughs> right, okay, well, I've got an advert here again, gotta play the bills, and this one's real topical. Of course I have to read it again because me agent 50% has decided to send it to me a little note, nothing else. You know, he's still working hard for his little commission. Right, here goes then. Uh, This is uh, from Bridget from Muckrakers. She's got something special for you. A new online dating service for farmers. Our service is very different though got poor reception or just a dial up connection no photos of idea or what to write just call us and one of our very helpful assistants will organize your next talk up. just remember we're not talking marriage we're just getting you out of the muck for a quick oh, I'm not saying that call us now on 1-900-QUICKIE or see our website life's too short for Oh, that does sound a bit iffy, don't it? thought I was born yesterday, eh? This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show, and when I'm not here, you can find me at nednat.com. Anyway, I'm kind of continuing on the dating theme. As I mentioned earlier, most of the profiles are fake. The female ones anyhow. But not as risky as playing with me brother's half-wife. Well, me half-brother in this case. I tried that once, nearly got me head blown off. It was back on the farm in England. She kind of encouraged me though. I didn't get many opportunities back then. Well, not much has changed there, has it? (laughs) I never mentioned that half-brother though, did I? Um, Well, that's a bleeding-long story in itself. See, me old man had a bicycle. Yep, why would a bike make a difference, you ask? Well, when I was a little nipper, a little kid, he used to ride to the next town, see? Six miles there and the same back. He always made some excuse to me old mum, Nan, you know, old Nan. And off he'd go. But then he'd be gone for hours and hours. You know, you'd never believe just how many punches that old Duffer had. (laughs) Turns out it was just another excuse. He was keeping a woman on the side. That's how the Arth Brother came about, see. In those days they didn't have the internet. And some of those country folk didn't travel too much either. I didn't just end up with one half-brother though, did I? Um, see, I and the old man was always getting flat tires. I end up with five half-sisters too. The old man had lots of stamina. Oh, that's cycling the other, I suppose. But before you ask, no, I don't plan on keeping up with him. I just want to get me share, that's all. Anyway, I only saw young Flo a couple of times, that's the half-brother Freddie's wife. It never went far either, you know, she was only about 39 at the time. It's a long story, all right. See, everything was going just fine. Until I was one day, I was sitting behind the band with Flo. We were just having a little giggle. It was a nice and quiet spot, see, you know, upwind of the farm stink too. And <laughs> something awful happened, you know. And it went a bit like this. I told Flo that I was close to death and she thinks I am. Of course she just laughed away and says, you're only 51, Ned. That's not old. Why'd you say that? Well, I says, you're sitting on me knee, lover, and cuddling me up. So she laughs again and says, why does that make you close to death? It's quite natural, you know. So I says, well, Flo, your hubby's standing behind me, and he's got a shotgun pointed right at me head. She says, don't worry, lover. He won't pull the trigger. So he says, why won't he? She just laughs even at this time and says, he wouldn't shoot his own brother, silly. So he says, but I'm only his half-brother, Flo. So does that mean he'll only half kill me then? (laughs) So she turns round looks at him. Right in the eyes, she says, put it away, Freddy Natter. You know you're not going to use it. At that point, I realised I won't be using mine any time soon either. (laughs) Of course he didn't pull the trigger, but to use a cliché me lovelies, what don't kill you makes you stronger. That's unless you get hit by a train and it breaks all your bones of course. <laughs> so I decided it was better to give it all up, leave the place, and then the offer came through with a wife's brother and farming near here in Florida, and I moved on. Since then, I've tried some pretty desperate measures I can tell you. <laughs> It's Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me at nednat.com. Yep, desperate measures, I suppose. First was a mail-order bride. Yep, see, when I came over first, I was all on my own. Hadn't seen the wife or any woman for six months. The only females I saw was the ends. <laughs> and out of the blue, someone says to me, why don't you get one of them mail-order brides, Ned? You know, keep your company. So I thought, well, why not? What the eye don't see, the eye don't fret about. After all, I don't have to get itched, so I sent off one of them. (laughs) Yep, that's the only way. Anyway, it's not really big of me, is it? It's just bloody shopping. (laughs) (laughs) She showed up here, and I thought I'd open her up real quick. Of Course, I starts tearing off the wrapping. But them Chinese blokes have made a big mistake. You know, they only sent me the top half. (laughs) So he was cursing away, I got on the phone to him. I told him straight, she's only half the woman, she used to be, and the part we need the most is missing completely. <laughs> yeah, I probably confuse you, ain't I? Well, usually a or order bride is a kind of derogatory phrase for a woman from overseas, isn't it? You know, a wife from overseas. Well, a real one, that is. Anyway, I went and found out that too late. <laughs> anyway, they sent me the other half. I got it three weeks later only they'd screwed up again. The bottom half was a different colour from the top. (laughs) See the top was a kind of milky white and thin. The bottom was curvy, big and brown. Oh dear, so I gave up on it, dressed it up in me old overalls, made it into a scarecrow. (laughs) It didn't work for me, and then even the birds ended up making nests in the bleeding thing. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show. when I'm not here, you can find me on my website at nednatter.com. I didn't give up there. Me next stop was the internet. Oh dear. Within a couple of days, I worked it all out, see. I call this new internet craze virtual foreplay. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Virtual foreplay. Well, just when you assume everything... It's been going very well, you know, it's uh, very nice to me lovely to see everyone appears to be getting on just fine, don't they? There's plenty of talk, lots of rather fiery innuendo, but nothing happens. Yep, that's right, let me go over that again. Lots of innuendo, you get up to spend all your ardour and dough, and no one gets to put their end in anything, do they? <laughs> I came away disappointed. Anyway, I ended up buying this book on modern dating. That was a waste of time, too, I can tell you. I bought me copy from old Fred. You know, the nudist guy. I swapped it for half a dozen eggs. It's written by a couple of quacks. They goes on and on about the way you speak, the things you need to say. They reckon you can get any woman you want with their proven method. The book's called Caveman Dating by I Make a Profit and Noah hope. Anyway, turns out to be more like Noah Chance in my case. (laughs) There's a section on clubs, you know, in true caveman style. Nightclubs? Yeah, but no, 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 no. Not nightclubs. The thing you really need is a caveman's club. Yep, I don't care what these folks say. If a woman don't want to know, she's not going to play ball. It's time to look elsewhere. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Show. And when I'm not here, you can find me at nednatter.com. Hold on, that just reminded me. I should move on with me regular book review, shouldn't I? Well, it's a kind of, cr- kind, kind of sort of review, yeah, but, you know, it's cruel to be kind, and it makes you think, you know, if a book's shite, it'll still be famous for 60 seconds on me international review, eh? <laughs> I should mention again how I've got a little system here. The question is, will the book stay on the farmhouse library shelf, go in me charity box, or end up on the compost heap at the bottom of me farm garden? So let's have a look at the first book today. Well, that's a bit of a coincidence. Caveman Dating by I Make A Profit and No <laughs> Well, it's a pretty thin book, about 60 pages. Yeah, very thin. On the back, there's a favourable review from a guy called I'm A Swinger. Yes. Well, he says he swears by the book. Since buying it, he's dated over 900 women in 15 states. Oh dear, yeah. But hang on a moment, the book's only been out for three months. I wonder what these women look like. Maybe he's got herpes or worse. Well, that's what I'd be asking. It does sound pretty gross. I mean, like he went to a few busy orgies, maybe? Or, you know, there's about ten women a night. Ooh. Still, I've learnt not to trust these reviews now. You know, I, I read them and I think, yeah, take it with a pinch of salt. Anyone can write a review, can't they? Could even be a buddy of the authors, you know, um... I've seen some pretty weird ones out there too. People write reviews without even thinking or looking at stuff properly. Anyway, this book is shite. It's like going back to the old cliches, you know. It's like when uh, people judge a man by how big his car is, how big his TV is. So how does that apply to his phone? He, um, Is he saying small is better? In the old days, we used to say a man with a big car was making up for something else, you know. You're going to ask me if I know anyone with a kind of car like that. Well, I do, actually. Me mechanic has got a Ferrari. He's the bloke who takes care of me old tractors. He's an Italian bloke called Luigi Spaghetti. <laughs> Ferrari mad he is. All he does is talk about Ferraris and not much else and complain about me tractors. Well, I complain about them too, actually. That's why I need to call him out. I think he's making too much money out of us poor old farmers. Or you know, um, he, he says he's only got a Ferrari because his uh, garage is too small for a truck. That, eh? So maybe the soys rule don't apply to him. But I reckon it's just a big excuse. See, for one, I'm sure he's overcharging me. <laughs> then he could have a little one too. <laughs> but he says something in his funny old accent. He says a Ferrari a mora fannies. Okay, well, on that one, I think we'll leave it there, shall we? This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat show. When I'm not here, you can find me at nednat.com. I think we'll move on to the next book then, and quickly, staying with the subject of dating and that kind of thing. The next one is called My Partner's Cheating by I Got Caught. Well, me thoughts on this one. To be honest, I got very confused. See, I don't get the part where there's this mysterious woman. Well, I didn't get the part, shall I say. I got a bit lost, to be honest. You know, see, it's like your standard lipstick on the collar kind of book. It's more of a shot in your shoes kind of book, actually. But the story's stranger than that. It starts off where this boy finds blonde hairs on his coat. She's a brunette, of course, and gets very suspicious. So she goes and hires a private investigator. Only... He come back with a big surprise didn't he yep it surprised me all right the heirs were from a wig and the wig belonged to the husband oh dear well so we're talking cross-dressing and that kind of made it interesting i suppose you know reminds me of old alvin on me farm here he mucks out the pigs you should hear him struggling with his overalls in the morning cussing cursing yep well you reckon he's a really cross-dresser most days <laughs> very cross actually so what's the moral of this whole book then? Well, does it let everyone know that cross jesters cheat too? Of course, a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Well, to be honest, I think people are too free with their private things these days, don't you? You know, posting pictures everywhere, taking snaps of their dinner and their private parts, telling other folks their intimate problems. I don't want to know. I'd say compost. Well, I might even go back on me wood on this one and burn it. Mind you, Sometimes real life is closer than you think. I mean, take Wyatt, the bloke who owns the feed store down the road. He's a cross-dresser. He's not even the slightest bit embarrassed about, you know. So he even wears a nuclear thong. Yep. Why nuclear, you ask? Well, I thought that'd be obvious. He's always suffering from fallout. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here. Ledna show. And when I'm not here, come and check me out on my website at nednat.com. Now, what's next? This is the last one today. Oh, yeah, this one's a real gem, if you ask me. It's called Rushed Recipes, Food on the Go, and it's by my own political pundit, Old Rush to the Restroom. All I can say is he must have a bleeding rocket-powered microwave or something. Well, maybe nuclear-powered, like the other thing. <laughs> I'm just flicking through the pages, considering the amount of time he don't have. Mind you, there's some really funny stuff in here, I'll give him that. How about this one? Nixon Hot Pot? I oh, like that—a real stew. <laughs> then there's Clinton crumble, oh, dear, well toady in the O and lightly roasted bush. <laughs> I just saw the Ben Frankfurter and the Lincoln linguini. <laughs> then there's a kind of pancake here—it's called a flip flopper—and a weird recipe for a turncoat. You so see, you start at making one thing and end up with the opposite. I've oh, Heard that before, ain't you? Anyway, makes a change, you know. It's uh, at least you've got recipes from both sides of the political campaign. It's real bachelor cooking, though. all microwave and frozen food and a few bits on the side. Mind you, the apple pie ain't too special. And then there's the Tennessee cream pie. I've heard of it, but I've no clue what it is. At <laughs> any rate, I'm giving it to the missus. She should make some use of it, hopefully, you know, get some ideas, you know, might even help me with me gas, make a change from the bean and onion diet, don't you think? <laughs>
1: there's
0: a Ned out here with a Ned Nat show. When I'm not here, come and look for me on my website at nednatter.com. Well, while we're on the subject of gas, I spoke to my neighbour, old Rush. <laughs> See, he's even had his take on the subject of dating. He said, so you heard about the data breach at one of the biggest sites a while back? I said, yeah, of course, Rush. Well, he said, well, there were loads of politicians on there. And I thought, well, there probably will be. But he says, no, all Democrats, I might add. Anyway. <laughs> Today, my people are working on the subject of coal again. There's a surplus of it in the US. See, we ate foreign oil, so we're going to work with the scientist on coal-powered cars. Yup, good old clean, reliable coal, he says. It sounds like a nursery rhyme, doesn't it? <laughs> so he says, surely steam vehicles went out of date years back, Rush. I mean, there's all sorts of problems with them too. You know, you can't exactly start them up and drive off, can you? But he's adamant. He reckons his people are telling him we should bring him back. Anyway, he's got to go. Nice chap, with you. Get off. He runs. Of course, I'm walking back to me tractor thinking he's really telling me his folks don't have sex and they're going to drive around with steam engines. <laughs> I can just imagine the President's limo towed along by Thomas the Tank Engine, can't you?
1: <laughs> I think he's really
0: lost it this time, not just his bladder. But before I get a chance to drive off, old Rush calls out. Hang on, Ned, he says, hang on. Of course, I said, did you miss something, Rush? He says, yep, I did. He says, I'm sorry I had to rush off, but I'd like to thank you all for the kind words about me Rushed Cookbook. It's designed for folks in a rush. Of course, I just laughed. I said, well, you're always in a rush, Rush, ain't you? (laughs) So he says, I guess I am. He says, I've got no one to take care of me since me wife's in Grundy County, Tennessee, Take care, of, taking care of the family home there. I only get back twice a year, so thanks for your kind words. Anyway, you got to go again. Off he runs. Yeah, I still think he's full of gas. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Show. When I'm not here, come and see me at nednat.com. Now, I've got a little cliche for you actions speak louder than words, eh? When you've got the gun in your hand that is, eh? (laughs) Right, I've been farming out humour and fishing for compliments and I… anyway just remember curiosity killed the cat. But at least he had nine chances at being curious, didn't he? (laughs) This week I had an email out the blue from a bloke in Montana. His online name is Three Acres and a Lame Donkey. That's not a good start, is it? Anyway, he says, all the big farmers are chatting about farm subsidies. But for me, I'm on a budget run a little farm. Do you think second-hand tractors are worth the risk? So if you're only a small-time farmer and can't afford the latest John Deere like me, it's a bit of a minefield. Well, I understand that one, Three Acres. Me old tractor could easily be in a museum, you know. Um, yep, it's that old. Yep, if you must know, it's a Ford Golden Jubilee NAA 1953. Yep, definitely an old piece there. So I went out, had a look see what's around locally. Believe me, it's more like oh dear than John Deere. <laughs> Take a look at this Craigslist, for example. I don't know who this Craig is, but you should see some of the stuff he's got on there. The first one I found was a 1948 Ford N. Did run when parked, it said. Yeah, 1950, I reckon. <laughs> then there's another old one. So many parts missing, you can't really see what it was or what it is. This comes with a free bush hog. Well, providing you can find it in the bushes, that is. And <laughs> there's a case VA. Yep, definitely a veteran there. Looks like it used to run on Rush's old steam, I think. <laughs> anyway, you know, the one only needs brakes, four tyres, and what the owner calls a little TLC. Well, one thing's for sure, he never gave it any. Then there's the last one here, it's called a 1956 MM, great tell-all statement this one's got, you know, just needs a little tune-up, haven't had time to mess with it, ran six months ago. You know, why is it that when people selling stuff and something so simple needs fixing they don't do it themselves, eh? Well, this one used to be a generator, well you know why that is, don't you? You can't drive it anymore. (laughs) Anyway this is Ned Natter with the Ned Natter Show and when I'm not here you can find me at nednatter.com I've also got a few emails this week from folks asking me why I don't use the F word all the time like the other shows do Well for one I don't think it's necessary and if you listen real carefully I do use a few F words on the show Yep surprised well that's right farm farming and farming how will that suit you Anyway, my lovelies, on that note, I better go. So until next time, I'm Ned Natter. Just remember, farmers are getting older. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an end. Shite matters. Without us farmers, you wouldn't have anything to eat, and without me, there ain't much to laugh about either. In the meantime, like I said, I'm at nednatter.com along with me social media links. So come by and say hi. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again and I hope you'll join me on the Nidnatter show soon. So until next time, keep a smile on your face, think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies.